Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Movie Podders. Um, back to another one after another one here, instead of a big long month in between them. Um, as always, it's myself, Brian, and my good pal, Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? Aye, not too bad. Uh, Although this could, this, I was just sorry for buttoning in, but this could be a, our last one for a while. Potentially, potentially, yes. So this time next week, kind of at the latest... I should have a little one, so yes, perhaps. Point out, he's not like stealing a, a little <laughs> one or something like that. He's, he's I could. Part, well, you, yeah. Could double up. Keep, keep your options open, Aye, obviously. Uh, let's not close that door quite yet. But for now, let's. Like, the plan isn't to steal one. You, like Your partner's pregnant, and isn't that right? That's correct. Sarah is heavily pregnant. Busting for the baby to get out of, so aye, um, we've been given a date for when it should be due to be um, evicted. So, <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, aye, this time next week, hopefully, all going well, we'll have a new a new listener to the podcast. That's quite a traumatic way to put it, evicted, though, isn't it? Because no one really wants to be evicted from anywhere. Eh, uh, that's very true. But and then it, and then the baby has to then it, it realizes that you're his dad. <laughs> yes, I'm <laughs> responsible right, so. for it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Pierre Bean. I know. Anyway, look forward to that though, eh? I'd be good. Wee uh, baby Johnson running about. Stuart Ryden, though he's um, kept me well informed of how difficult it's going to be for me. So I know, like they're always going about the woman, but come on. We need to like sit about in chairs and wait and like have to constantly charge our phone. So yeah, it's uh, tough, man. Aye. What if you forget your charger? Oh, I know. Aye. I just need to tell. Like I'll be back when my once my phone's charged. Aye. So much you could. You'd be hopeless anyway. Hey. Oh, what are you gonna do? Oh, um, moral support. It's patted on the shoulder. There, there. Aye. You're all right. No, you'd be useless. Aye, that's true. I'll just, uh, in fact, that's what I'll do. I'll just say, like, I'm up the road to go and play FIFA. Give a wee phone when, like, things are close to happening and I'll um, phone you back. And then, like, what I always find funny is, like, the, like, and this is just, I only have experience of from watching TV shows and movies, is that the woman, the woman goes through all the, like, the nine months of carrying a baby, the, the, what appears to be the agony of, Given birth, I'm sure it is. But then the man gets to parade the baby around like a trophy. Like he's done all the work when he's the one who gets to show the baby to all the family and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's a, he's the real hero. I think they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like every week we just bash women in this, really, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to bash men here, and you have to keep, like... Yeah, you're really trying to bash women, though. No, 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 like, I'm, I'm trying to stick up for them. <laughs> My wife's not even pregnant, so <laughs> you're in for a rude awakening if Amelia listens, to, if Sarah listens to this podcast. Ah, she won't listen. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving up on us. <laughs> um, have you seen any movies recently? Uh, well, due to what we've just been discussing, I've not really been to the cinema. I'm quite, um, sorry to say, Brian, but I think I might be cancelling my Cineworld card. Oh, 
How can you have? How can we have a movie podcast if you don't go to the cinema? I'll find a way. I'll still go, but maybe just not quite as much. I've not been in like since Infinity War. So, what I'm doing instead is watching films on Netflix that I've not seen before. So this week I watched Warcraft uh, for the very first time. I've always, I wanted to watch it since it came out, but because of bad reviews and time and whatnot, I just didn't get around to it. Um, so finally saw Warcraft. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish I didn't see it. It was nah. <laughs> wasn't the greatest of films, was it? I never saw it. I'm not interested in seeing it. Do you know? I was watching. I was thinking. I was just frustrated because it felt like it could have been so much better. Um, I felt like there was something there to be to be kind of exploited with it, um, and I feel like they were trying too hard to go down a route of being a Game of Thrones slash Lord of the Rings movie instead of just being a Warcraft one. Um, and some of the acting on it was pretty bad. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I gave it like two and a half out of five stars um, as an overall rating. That that's the problem with a lot of these sort of fantasy move type movies. Like I, I remember seeing about Valerian last year. Is that one of the things I find most frustrating? Is that there's definitely a stories in there that you want to see and and there is a, a world you want to explore. But if, I don't know. They just do something with a plot that makes you be like push you right off. And I, I yeah, the acting is well in Valerian or Valerian is it? Wasn't um, Valerian? Yeah. Wasn't um particularly good eye that's had that model woman in it. Oh I yeah. mad from a uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah yeah yeah. We are mad dancing. Which is <laughs> <laughs> the end of Suicide Squad. Well were you you seen anything? J- Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Alright. Thoughts? Meh, it's alright. Not one of my favourite Jurassic Parks. Yeah, I think um by and large I've heard it getting pretty bashed, so um, what was really strange is that a lots of people said lots of people said I've, I've been saying to me oh, it was like the lost the lost world, mm-hmm. and and I get what they're saying that because obviously people went they go to the island to to to, to bring dinosaurs back so obviously that's what happened in the lost world, but there's there's so many scenes ripped right out of the first movie. No, really? Yeah, it's not they're not even like subtle nods. They're just the same scenes. Hmm. Um. Like, I'm going to go into a bit of spoiler territory here. Are you bothered? No, no, I'll go for it. I'll probably not see it for a while. Uh, there's a hatch scene in it. Do you know, the, obviously in the kitchen, when she's pulling down the wee hatch. Ah, I'd heard about that, actually. Yeah. There's a reboot the systems scene. Alright. There is, do you know how in the first one, when Dr. Allen and, what's the woman called? Oh. What's oh, so sexist? Yeah. I, anyway, I, they first get to the park and there's a, I don't know if it's a Brontosaurus or a Diplodocus or oh whatever. I, yeah, yeah, I've heard that as well, actually. That's there. Um, there's something. There's the scene with the door handle, the dinosaur opening the door. Mm-hmm. Just so many. There was another one, but I can't remember it. But I was just like, it's just. It's. I think if you had one, like the door handle one or whatever, it's just a wee subtle nod. Because like, that's what I liked about the first one. It was just like one of the characters had an original park t-shirt on. Yeah. The jeeps from the first one, they found them. It wasn't... It was more It was more nods to the to the movies, wasn't it? Not so much 
we'll just take a scene and put it <laughs> put it in sort of thing. That's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I, 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 me personally, I, I wasn't the wasn't the the biggest fan of it. Is I it? Know, Amelia really liked it. Is it um, left scope for a third film? Like, yeah, can you see definitely. where they're going? Yeah. Well, I would. Yeah, definitely. The way it ends, like, you're kind of like, whoa. I'd rather go and see what's happening there now than finish with Chris Pratt and the likes of him. <laughs> Even though Chris Pratt is a very handsome man. Good. Um, yeah, so, nah, not really. I don't know how much. I'm going to see Hereditary on Tuesday night. I've heard really good things about that. Um, so I don't know how much I'll get to cinema because the World Cup's on now yes very I true quite want to, I quite like the World Cup so I'll probably be watching a bit of that squeeze some films in though um, oh well I'm going to cinema tonight though what are you off to see I'm go- well I'm going to like there's a thing up north in England called Village Screens mhm and they travel around about and then they like erect screens in different places. And I want to say it's Castleton. I, I might be lying though. And there's there's caves in Castleton and they're gonna put the screen up in a cave and it's cool. Hook the night that they're showing. Uh, that's quite good. Yeah, so bought tickets for that a wee while ago with my with my, with my wife Amelia and my brother and sister in law. And they they like so it opens at like half six the movies at half eight, but they put like food trucks and stuff out and Last time we went, they had some live music and stuff like that, so it's quite good. Cool. Quite good night. Yeah, sounds quite good. Um, but do you want to talk about some movies that aren't out yet? Why not, hey? That's what we're here for. Apparently. Uh, hi. So, the uh, as we do every week then, we'll talk about a few trailers, um, discuss them in some detail, and uh, talk about some other trailers that have been released today. Yeah, but sorry, this week. Um, the first one that we're going to talk about is For the Nun, um, directed by Corin Hardy. Um, in 1952, Romania, a nun, a Catholic priest and a novice sent by the Vatican investigate the mysterious suicidal death of the nun at Carta Monastery. Uh, starring Damien Bashir, uh, Tasia Farmiga, Jonas Blokett, Charlotte Hope, Ingrid Bisu, and Bonnie Ahrens. Um What did you think of this one? Um, I thought it looked a bit rubbish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest, um, have you seen the Conjuring Two? Is it Conjuring Two that the nun appears in? I, no, no, I've not saw that. I saw the well, Conjuring, bit... but not the, the second one. And um, it, I thought that the the. Because basically it's like a, in the second conjuring, it's a she's like a she's a poster in a room or not poster like a painting in a room, and she's really it's really creepy. Um, it does get like all like all horror films in my opinion, well not all of them but most of them like it gets a bit silly in the end. But it seems like the conjuring maybe has an issue with these sort of things because one of the best things about the, the first conjuring was Annabelle, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you didn't really, it was that whole sort of mysterious thing about it. She wasn't actually in the film that much, and then they make an Annabelle movie, and now this is me going purely on, like hearsay, that it wasn't any good. And I'm wondering if like something that they've brought from the second Conjuring, which people seemed quite interested in, they've made another movie from that, and again, 
it might not be very good. It certainly didn't look good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It looks like the exact type of horror movie that I wouldn't go and see because yeah. it's all jump scares by the looks of it. And like the the picture at the start, see just the, the picture by itself of the nun, I found like creepy. But um, once the trailer kind of started, I kind of lost interest. And like, I kind of watch this because it's too scary in the way of it's too jump scary. It's not like creepy scary for me. Yeah. I don't even find it that scary. The only bit that, that, that I started to find a bit like, oh, there's going to be a jump scare was when she's walking down that corridor at the end. Aye, yeah. Um, um, but then the, 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 wee jump, the wee jump scare there's a bit different from what you expect, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I saw the the Conjuring and I saw the first Ann- there's two Annabelle movies in there. I saw the first one. Is there? I don't know. I think so. Um, and it definitely like, Annabelle was alright, but it was definitely wasn't as good as the the first Conjuring. And as far as I understand, like uh, the the second one obviously isn't as good as you say as well. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be the same. It feels like just a lesser quality um, of scary movie, but. I'm done with these type of ones. Like I'm definitely, definitely over it, and more into the likes of the ones that, like maybe you're saying uh, for the uh, hereditary, like that type of film is probably more my type of scary. I think than these ones because they're just the the scares always feel like cheap scares. So yeah, I'm done with them. Oh, I'm I'm terrified that we're going to see hereditary on Tuesday. <laughs> it's just that we get her when she does that we. <laughs> Sorry if this sounds bad on the microphone, but like that wee noise that she's doing, that wee clicking noise Hi. in her mouth. Oh. <laughs> Good luck. Probably two people who work and I've said I'm sitting in between the two of you because I need protection. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm coming home from work first before I go and I'm like, just saying to Amelia, I'm going to take a cushion with me. <laughs> God, that's not good. Um, yeah, I don't think I'll see this one. Nah, same. Um... <laughs> Next trailer that is definitely not scary um, is for Dumbo, um, directed by Tim Burton. Uh, so as as far as we can aware, or as far as we're aware, there's no a, a synopsis, but it looks fairly similar in the main kind of plot points to the um, original Disney movie. Um, so it's starring Colin Farrell, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Eva Green, and Alan Arkin. Uh, what did you think of this one? Um, it's really difficult, I think, with these live-action things to 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 know what to think. The only one I can remember seeing the trailer for and thinking, wow, that looks great, is Jungle Book, but that was just because of how it looked, like how, how impressed I was with the the visuals of it. Um, I didn't like Dumbo's eyes. I don't know, I thought they looked really human. And I kind of get why they've done that, because you want... You, I guess you need to know when the elephant's sad mm-hmm. or happy. Do you know what I mean? Like that's how they're going to express emotion with the the elephant, isn't it? Yeah. And I bet I just it looks like a bit weird. It's like this is big human eyes on that elephant's face. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to go. Like it, just by looking at the, that trailer, it doesn't give you much. But I'm assuming that Michael Keaton's the bad guy. Looks like it. Uh, which I'm all for. I like bad Michael Keaton. Colin Farrell's in it happy with that um, did did you see the pink elephant is that just a wee are we going to get the, the mad trippy scene I think we will I, I hope so, so. Uh, like because as weird as it is it's a really it is a great scene in the original Dumbo yeah 
Um, so it'd be cool to see it where, like, how they would do that now. I'd, 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 I'd like to see that. I, I will go see this because I think in general the Disney live action stuff have been pretty good. But there's there's nothing in this to, to excite me. There's nothing. I, I'm I'm purely going based on how I felt about previous Disney live action stuff. See, I've got um, things about it I really like, and other things that I'm a wee bit worried about, or not not worried, right. but just like I'm like, oh, I hope they don't go too much down this road. But um, well, my first concern was Tim Burton, but I think it's looking all right, like style wise and everything. I'm yeah, definitely. I'm liking the feel I'm, of it. Yeah, I don't think you would be able to say like with a lot of his other stuff. Oh, this is clearly Tim Burton that's doing this film. Mm-hmm. Whereas he might get the chance to express his true self during the sort of trippy scene. Yeah. Um, well, which would, I think his style would fit perfect for that sort of stuff though. Yeah, and like see on that scene, we um, we watched the trailer and then like after it we'd, we were talking about it and Sarah was saying like how um, she was actually scared of that scene a wee bit and we rewatched it and some of it is like, there's like kind of, I don't know, like as a kid scary bits where like some of the ele- elephant's faces turn like kind of scary looking and I was yeah. thinking like it could again like his whole thing that he does like could work well in that scene where it goes from being like happy drunk type thing to yeah, yeah. scary elephant stuff so um, yeah as I say I think I think they've got the feel of it right um, my main concern is there's too many humans in it and I know that they need to but like yeah. in, in Dumbo the, the humans are like all the humans pretty much are the, the villains so there's no real good humans in the, the original for what I remember, so mm. um, yeah, yeah. I'm not liking that there's kids and stuff in it and that they all seem pally with Dumbo. Uh, I'd rather they just kept it as the animals and what's his face, the wee mouse who talks to him. Um, yeah, especially because like everyone would buy into that straight away because they know the Dumbo story. Yeah. So we, no one would be like, why is there a talking elephant? Why is there a talking mouse? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, we we wouldn't be asking those questions about this particular film. And I'd probably I'd probably agree with you there, Ryan. And I think as well, just um, what you were saying off before about like liking Jungle Book and stuff, I think like all the Disney films that have been remade are the ones are the ones that I, that I like are the ones that stay pretty close to the yeah. The original, so all the main points look like they're they're still doing it. You're going to get the jump and everything. Um, so it looks like it's doing most of it, but there's there's added stuff that I'm worried are going is going to take away from what I enjoy about it. Um, and the last thing I was saying is just the eyes didn't really bother me, but the only thing I'd say is it makes you very aware that it's something CG you're looking at. Like it's got that uncanny valley thing where you can tell it's it's not real because the eyes are so standout-ish um, remind me of that Battlestar Elite or whatever it's called that film oh yeah yeah, um, yeah it's, it's the same thing isn't it it's her eyes that tip you off yeah it's because they're trying to what, what but they're trying to do like an anime thing with that though aren't they yeah 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 so it's definitely like obviously because it's intentional with that but or it's intentional with this as well but I feel like it's very it's very obvious so then you're you're aware that you're not watching an elephant you're like watching CG yeah, I, I totally agree. That's, that was the kind of point I was trying to make earlier because I, I couldn't not focus on Dumbo's eyes, mm-hmm. and then even so much so that if he came if he came on the screen again, is it Dumbo he? Yeah, yeah, boy. That I would deliberately look at his eyes to see how they looked in that particular scene, which is 
partly my problem. Yeah. But, but it's good to get that out of the way now, because now I, I know how I feel about it, so by the time the movie comes around, hopefully I should be over it. Yeah. Cool. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> Um, Alright, so the last trailer we've got is Billionaire, sorry, Billionaire Boys Club, um, directed by James Cox. So, uh, led by their fe- uh, fellow preppy friend Joe Hunt, a group of wealthy boys in the 1980s Los Angeles come up with a plan to get rich quick with a Ponzi scheme. The plan ends bad, uh, sorry, badly uh, for all involved when Hunt and friend John Pittman end up murdering investor and conman Ron Levin. Um, starring Ansel Elgort, Taryn Edgerton, Kevin Spacey, Jeremy Irvin, uh, Kerry Elius, I never know how to say his name, and Emma Roberts. What did you think of this one? Maybe the first 15-20 seconds, I was like, oh, this looks quite good. I thought it was going to be those one of those fast-paced, sort of like, kind of cool type movies. I don't know, maybe something like with the same sort of vibe as maybe like um, Wolf of Wall Street or The Big Short or something like that. Um, but I quickly went off this one. Mm. But one of the things I found most interesting about this is the fact that Kevin Spacey's in it. Yeah. And everything that obviously has gone around with Kevin Spacey. And I understand if like, I don't know what studios made this, so maybe it's a studio that thinks we can't really afford to spend more money on reshooting his his scenes, and you still have to release it because hundreds of other people have worked on this movie. It wasn't just Kevin Spacey, but what I don't understand is like it's very clear that he's in the film. Like they're not trying to hide at all that Kevin Spacey mm-hmm. has some sort of like important role in this film. Which, which I just thought, which I think, surely that, well, and the fact that it doesn't look very good, but surely that hurts your chances of making money. Yeah, I would think so. It's, it instantly puts a negative feel on the movie. But they're, they're maybe just try to address that in the trailer and just make it clear so that people are not surprised by it or anything. But yeah, they don't feel, I guess, so like so that they don't go and go, oh, if I'd known this guy was in it. Aye. Yeah. I would have, I wouldn't have come, sort of thing. It does look like a fairly big part of the film as well, so it's going to be hard to. At least in terms of plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye. Whether he's whether he's in it a lot, I, I don't know. But in terms of plot, he certainly looks like he has an important, important, important role to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't know when I first because like, I like Ansel Elgort and, and Taron Egerton, but I just I don't know. I just I know um, your other half is is a big fan of Emma Roberts. Um. Is she? Who's she again? I can't remember. No, I think she... I'm saying that because I think Sarah actively dislikes Emma Roberts, if I'm correct. All right. Who's she? Because she's Julia Roberts' niece. Oh, really? All right, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And she's not very good. It's a classic one of those... Man, he's really famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like her. I I know who she is now. Nah, she doesn't like her. So, yeah. Um... I think I had the same feel as you, like, straight away I was like, this is just Wolf of Wall Street, like, especially um, Taron's look, I felt was very Jordan Belfort-y, um, yeah, yeah. and obviously within the 80s and all about exploiting people, um, yeah, it just felt really like a cheap knockoff of um, Wolf of Wall Street, really. Yeah, but... 
Yeah, I think cheap's the good word there, because like I said, for the first 10, 15 seconds, I'm like, oh, this looks interesting, and then it lost me pretty quickly, and then by the, like, so much so, by the time the trailer was uh, coming to an end, I was bored. Um, So I don't think I'll be going to see this one. No. Not Other than Dumbo, I don't think I'll see many of the trailers that were, were, were out today. Yeah. Were out this week. I would probably agree. There wasn't really much doing it for me. Only after, or sorry, you're going to talk about what other trailers, but there's only one other trailer that I saw after this. Which was that? Um, for Alpha. Awful. Aye, but the only reason that I liked it was it was a pure throwback to like I don't know yes, the classic Aye. trailers in a world win <laughs> in a boy. <laughs> it was amazing. The story of how man meets his best friend and stuff like that. Aye. Yeah, I was a bit... Well, first when I started watching it, I was like, is this a piss take? <laughs> like, it's, but then it's a genuine trailer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everyone, go watch the Alpha trailer just for that experience of, like, what Ryan was saying. The the old movie voiceover guy. <laughs> that is pretty good. Um, the Maybe worthwhile checking out the... The Little Stranger. Uh, is that is it Brendan Gleeson? All right. He's in it. It's a it's a period piece, which I'm like, I, I I'm not the biggest fan of period pieces for whatever reason. I just um I don't know, but it's uh, it looks like it's a horror, and it's a, it seems a lot more, lot more subtle. Who's the guy? I think it, is it is it Will Miller? Is that his name? Made that up. I'm not sure. Who's the guy who's in... He's in Detroit, English boy. He was in Narnia. Oh, yeah. We um, are the Mullers. I'll come to me. I, I won't remember right now, but I'll, I'll get it. He's in it. He looks He looks really good in it. Um, but Brennan Gleeson is the main character. He seems to be some sort of... He goes to this old house that there's a family living in or whatever, and he's sort of investigating something, and like strange things are, are happening. And it's, I guess the film is the longer it goes on the more you find out about it but that actually looks alright um, it just depends what else is on around about that time whether I would go see that or not but it's just a period piece thing that's putting me off and maybe that's my problem mm-hmm. yeah it would be the same for me it's uh, Will Poulter that's what it is that's it Aye. Will Poulter um, but I think I think I, I like I like Brian Gleeson and Will Poulter I think they're both they're both really good um, then there's the Grinch. Just a, it's doesn't look that great to me. I never saw it, but I assume it's just going to be the same as the Jim Carrey or Carrey movie. I think it's just the Grinch, isn't it? And it's just I think it, the way he tries to destroy Christmas will be different. Like mm-hmm. he'll have different techniques and all that. But essentially, it's going to be the same story, isn't it? Yeah. It's Christmas. Then he falls in love with everyone at the end. So I guess it's for that for that kind of film. It's just about getting the right kind of jokes in it that makes. Can kind of everyone happy to make it enjoyable sort of for everyone? Um, then we have Alpha, which we've discussed. Awful Little Women, which is like a modern telling of the Little Little Women book. Pass. Looks awful. The only Little Women story I want is the episode of Friends when Joey <laughs> reads it. <laughs> that's the only version of Little Women I need 
And uh, then there was a clip called for a movie called Endless. This is like a low budget um, UFO thing. And basically, it's just a guy jogging in in like a park, very sandy park. And there's a guy like you should go watch it. It's quite good. But he's jogging. There's a guy in front of him. He's like, "Hey, remember me?" And the guy kind of disappears, and he starts running back. And like, there's basically like, do you know those big? I don't know what they're called, like, those, like, big blue or red metal units you get, like, builders take to places to store stuff in. Uh-huh. There's, like, one of them just sitting, and then, like, a big, like, puff of, like, smoke comes out of it, and then there's a Polaroids on the floor, and then, like, a tree falls down behind them and stuff. It's quite, it's kind of, like, you're like, what the hell's going on here? But it's, it's very low budget, but it looks, it looks reasonably okay. Okay. Like, do you know how like you get low budget films like Skyline? Oh, <laughs> and they spend all their money on CGI. Aye. Well, I, I feel like this just by this little clip. I feel like this film isn't doing that. They're they're, they're it looks one of those things where they're going to hide as much as possible because they don't have the money to to spend on CGI. Which those kind of things interest me more. Yeah, they're usually better. Yeah. So a little bit intrigued. Well, at least it's at least intrigued me that one. Cool. Um, anyway, we'll move on. The first story today, where are we? Is Avengers: Infinity War joins the Two Billion Club. Are we happy with that, Ryan? Very much so. It's not far off um, Force Awakens. It's like sixty-eight million or something off Force Awakens. What to do? Think it'll get there? Probably not, no. But still, it's um, just shows you like how good these movies are doing. And when people say, like, talk about superhero fatigue and all that, it just shows you that as long as you make a good movie, people will go and see it. Yeah. And this hasn't even been. I think by fans it's been loved, but by critics it's not been the most loved one. Not that they don't like it. I'm not saying, like, I think critics just kind of think it's good, whereas I would say it's amazing, best film yeah. of the year so far, sort of thing. Definitely. Um, like my favourite Marvel movies, that's how far I would go with it. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy just because so many people tell me they're fed up with superhero films, and so the fact that they just keep doing well and well just makes me happy. And makes me feel like I'm right and they're wrong, <laughs> even though it's all subjective and it doesn't really matter. But no, that's cool, and and yeah, it just I think it for us it, or, or anyone who's a fan of these films, it, it I think it's positive because we want to see where everything goes after the next Avengers film, and we will probably want like not necessarily reboots, but like new stories and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's. And it gives this gives them the platform to, not that they'd really needed it, I don't think, but this gives them the platform to go ahead and do more. Do you think so? Do you think Part Four or Avengers Four is going to be of like? Do you think that's going to be two billion as well, or do you think? How do you think it's going to do compared to this? Like, do you think I this is a one off? I really don't. I really can't see why it wouldn't. I think only if the the quality of the film isn't quite as good, like that's the only thing that could stop it, really. 
Yeah, like if if people go in and just go like, nah, but I just I don't know. I just think I just really have a lot of faith in the Russell brothers. Mm-hmm. And I think as well, like there were so many like jaw dropping moments in the that film that no one anticipated. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, not no one, but there was all these theories kicking about and so many people buying into them but the Russo brothers did such a good job and Disney as well and the writers did such a good job of not leaking anything mm-hmm. yeah and Disney kind of has that nailed now don't they like like I was listening you, were you listening to The Empire with Andy Serkis yeah and he was talking about when he was reading Star Wars how it's just like he literally reads his the script once on a on like a iPad type thing that he doesn't get to like someone's watching him read doesn't he get to take it home do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and so they're, they're so they're so protective of of their movies now which I don't know if that makes them better or or worse but it certainly makes it more enjoyable first time around seeing it because there's so many so many films in the past you like I mean Logan was a classic one, wasn't it? Remember the first Logan film, or Wolverine, was it called? Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> and they released that. They released that version of like when all the CGI wasn't done yet. Aye. Have you seen that? Aye, it's pretty bad. There's a bit we. I think when he's like kind of first looking at his um, adamantium claws. Well, that's bad in the film anyway. Aye, it just <laughs> it's so bad. But that's bad in the movie as well. There's a bit though, like see when you watch it, I remember when I, I think I was watching it illegally, apologies, I don't do that anymore, but I was watching it illegally and and I was like, first when they're flying, and they're flying over like, it's just like clouds and stuff and you're like, oh that looks really bad and I just thought, never thought anything and then when he's fighting Sabretooth, like Sabretooth like throws him over a lorry and he just turns into this like silver body. <laughs> <laughs> rolling up it I was just like oh <laughs> this isn't the right version <laughs> I saw um, somebody just whilst we're on like X-Men stuff I saw somebody asking um, that Ryan Reynolds no Marcus and McFeely um, so the writers of Infinity War asking them like if there was any plans to bring in X-Men you know saying like they pretty much they can't talk about anything they now until like all the Disney Fox stuff is confirmed and goes oh, through. Surely that's a yes, though. Yeah, well, they were saying like it's uh, that's all Kevin Feige's kind of um, doing it, and they were saying like pretty much they're sure that he's trying to think or work up ways that they can be introduced. So they've definitely got like stuff in place there that if it does go down, then they're going to be brought in. So I think that's quite exciting for the future and gives us a whole new. Like people asking where they're going to go, like going forward, like that's that's surely where the future would be is with like X Men and Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you could like, oh, that would be amazing, man. And especially like you keep some of the younger, like Black Panther and uh, like Spider Man and that around as well. Oh, I want movies now. <laughs> anyway. Next story is Tom McCarthy directing S10 podcast adaptation. Uh, the podcast was originally sorry, it was originally launched. Oh my days, launched. What's launched? <laughs> originally launched as a podcast by the team behind popular radio story series The American Life. S10 was hosted by Brian Reed and fo- followed the story of a man named John, 
who despises his Alabama hometown, you can figure out what it means when he calls it S-Town, and decides to do something about it, asking Reed to investigate someone in his town who has been allegedly bragging about getting away with murder. The story further twists when someone else turns up dead, leading to the family disputes, hidden treasure, and unveiling of mystery surrounding one man's life. I think this is a true story. I've you, I've listened to it. Have you? No, is it any good? I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Um, there was another podcast before this called Serial, which I think they're also looking to try and um, make into a, a movie or a TV series or something. But yeah, this was really good. Um, it's a really interesting story. Yeah, I mean, just like from reading the, the synopsis, there, I'm just like, well, this sounds fascinating. Like, and obviously it's. I think we spoke about this before, that sort of investigative journalism sort of stuff is obviously going to be a part of it, even though these people maybe aren't necessarily journalists themselves, but they must have been trying to investigate it somehow to do a podcast every week or every other week or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have no idea who's in it. Um, also, just thinking about when our podcast will be made into, <laughs> into a movie. When do you think that will happen, Ryan? Uh, probably next year sometime. Next year sometime? I think so, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So the I'm interested in this podcast now. Is it just called is that an, is the podcast just called This American Life S Town? Uh just S Town. I'm gonna search for it on my wee podcast. I got that. it in Stitcher, that's where I'll I i can not get it on tune in or anything at all. Um Sound it. But yeah, it's, it does, it has twists and turns and it's, um, I'm trying to think how to describe it, but it's just basically like this, the host who reads a story about, um, i trying to remember what it is now exactly. Um, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, that's right, sorry, it's, so he's reporting, he's about this guy claiming like a conspiracy in his town and things like that, um, so it starts off with that, but then it kind of branches out into different things and wow. it's all true so yeah it's really good really really enjoyable podcast to listen to I think it's maybe about 12-13 episodes long and it nice. it does I don't, no I wouldn't say too much but you do kind of leaves you with stuff to think about at the end of it I just like kind of sort of conspiracy theory type stuff and like have you ever seen there's a I don't know why it reminded me because I'm sure it's not really anything like it. But have you ever seen the documentary Hall, uh, Tall Hot Blonde? Uh, no, I never saw that one. No. Oh no, wait, did I? No, I did. I, I, I did. On it's Netflix. Good, so it is. Yeah. No, was it on Netflix? I, I think that's what I saw. It was about somebody. It's maybe on. Do you remember when? And I don't encourage this people. But do you remember when you could get American Netflix? Oh yeah. <laughs> Those were the days, eh? Uh. Aye. <laughs> it's just too difficult now. Don't even bother trying. Not done it for years. Can you not do it anymore, no? I'm sure you can, but I don't have the energy to, to try anymore. No. Anyway. Uh, so it looks like John Bernthal will be joint. I've said written going, but he'll be joining the cast of Ford v Ferrari, uh, which already has Matt Damon and Christian Bale attached. The film will follow uh, an eccentric... Uh, determined team of American engineers and designers led by automotive visionary Carol Shelby, who's played by Matt Damon, and his British driver Ken Ken Miles, who's played by Christian Bale, uh, who are dispatched by Henry Ford II, 
with the mission of building from scratch an entirely new automobile with the potential to finally defeat the perennially dominant Ferrari at the 1966 Le Mans World Championship. It's weird that it's cut. Co- oh, yeah. Ignore me. Just going to say something there, but I've just realised I'm being an idiot. Go on, let's hear it. Nah, I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what do you, who do you think John Bernthal's been? Do you think he's got to be one of the Ferrari people, isn't he? Maybe a driver for Ferrari or something like that? Yeah, probably. Um, I've, I never knew this film was coming out. It sounds quite good. I like Rush. So I feel like maybe we maybe get, if it, we can get something similar to Rush, but probably has overall better actors in it than Rush did. Um, big fan of Chris Hemsworth, but he's not. I don't think he's as good as these guys when it comes to to acting. Mm. Um, yes, I'm quite interested in this one, Ryan. What about yourself? Uh, not so much. Uh, it does feel very much like Rush um, although probably a different aspect where it's less about the the driving as such and more about the building of the, the cars maybe the politics behind it all as well aye um, but I, I'm, I'm a very big like very much a big fan of Rush um, I think Chris Hensworth yeah. is maybe not the greatest of actors but he plays that character well or that person well because um, he I can't remember the driver's name again but he was like very lavish and outgoing kind of personality and I thought he played that guy really well so um, at least not the greatest actors I feel like the two people who played those roles were very suited to, to it but these people I don't know I don't know much about this story I didn't know it was as big a thing as what it is like Ford v Ferrari I was always for me it was always like Porsche and Ferrari were like the two big um, car makes like up against each other but it sounds like it's to do with racing, though, doesn't it? Yeah, well, Le Mans, yeah. Well, it's, I don't, I, I don't know much about racing, but I don't think I've ever seen many Porsches racing, do they? And uh, like Le Mans, they do. I'm sure. I'm sure that. Oh, no, like in Formula Porsche doesn't really exist in Formula One, but um, Le Mans, I'm sh- pretty sure Porsche is like one of the big, or these right. days anyway, one of the big constructors. Probably back in like the '66, it would have been a different story. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'm Christian Bale is one of these people that always attracts me to a film. I like John Bernthal, so uh, and Matt Damon. So yeah, I'll probably give it a go if I can. Cool. Uh, last story before we go into the rundown is Wonder Woman two images have been released and a potential title. Uh, of Wonder Woman 1984. Did you look at the images, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I saw two. I don't know if there was more than that. Yeah, only been two, there only has been two uh, images. Um, yeah, quite, again, interested. It's of, I think probably the, the big ones, uh, Steve Trevor making a reappearance. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if that's just going to be some kind of, uh, not dream sequence, but something like that where it's not really happening. Or like, Maybe the villain's making her believe she sees that. Mm-hmm. Is Cheetah? Is Cheetah into who's the villain this time? Or does she have that? Don't ability? know anything about her. Mm. I have I've like read some stuff that she's been in, but very like just a few pages part of like. Do you know like I've read some Justice League stuff and like Wonder Woman's been fighting her at the beginning of the comic, and it all ends very quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like and then because there's a bigger baddie on the way, sort of thing. Mm. So I don't know much about her. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, my only concern is like uh, Steve Trevor's amazing, and, and what, probably my well, it would be my say, Wonder Woman is my favorite character in the Wonder movie, Woman movie. But I thought Chris Pine was amazing in Wonder Woman, the first one. Yeah, he was really good. And so, on one side of it, I'm, that I, I like the 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 idea of him being in it, and I think was reading that people are saying, is he going to be the Fisher or Water this time? Because he's going to be in the eighties. When he's from the forties, or oh, was in fact it wasn't even that. It's like the twenties. It was, wasn't it? Because it was World War One. Yeah. When did that start? Nineteen nineteen. Was that when that started? Uh, nineteen fourteen. And finished. Was it finished in nineteen nineteen? All right. I knew nineteen nineteen was in there somewhere. But I'm not the biggest history buff. <laughs> but so he's, he's not even from the twenties. Before that. And so. Yeah, he would be the fish out of water this particular time, which there's scope for a lot of humour in that. But I just don't, I don't know how they explain he's alive. Yeah, that's going to be the the problem because you can have someone uh, people suggesting is similar to Captain America. He's frozen in ice or whatever, or which is fit, which is fine for Cap because he was a superhuman. Chris Pine, well, Steve Trevor's just a guy. Um, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to lean to more, more towards the positive, and um, and just look forward to him being in it because I really enjoyed his character. And in the shot of Wonder Woman in front of all the TVs, it, what I liked about that is like it looked like the E's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is obviously what they're going for. The thing with him. Steve Trevor being in it as well as um, the again you know, it was this week's podcast um, Empire podcast I was listening to and they were talking about it and somebody made the point that um, Batman mentions him in uh, Justice League, Justice League yeah. so surely he can't still be alive like and but like when he's talking about well, it it still seems fresh to her that he's dead so maybe maybe he dies again if he is alive. Which I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like that they kill him twice if that's the case. Um, but then, but then, Wonder Woman's like what mega old. Mm-hmm. So even Steve, so even Trevor Stephen dying in like the nineteen fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, whatever. Surely that would still feel fre- Would that not still feel fresh if time's different for you? Yeah, yeah, it would do. Like, cause, because what a hundred years actually to her's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's very recent history to her, um, so uh, that would still work for me, even if it was nineteen seventeen or whatever. But but what I'm saying then is, well, so when they're talking about him, like it kind of confuses things again, which DC are probably not the greatest at, but um, it kind of confuses things again. So like when he's ref or when he's talking about Steve Trevor, like what what is he talking about exactly, or why is she reacting the way she's reacting? Because did he die? And is this like a dream sequence? Or are they talking about... Um, like Maybe he's still alive? Uh, so uh, it's kind of confusing. One of the things with Patty Jenkins, though, is that I don't think... And this is both good and bad. I don't think she cares what the rest of the people do with other DC movies. Mm-hmm. And she's only interested in her Wonder Woman movies. And that's great, because... I have a lot of faith that Wonder Woman 2 is going to be... I know you weren't the biggest fan of Wonder Woman, but I really enjoyed it, and I, I think that I'm looking forward to this one. 
the reason it's not so great is because we're then going to get really confusing moments in the other films that she's in because Warner Brothers are telling us this is all connected, all linked where it just seems a bit of a I don't know it is linked but just a bit of a mess yeah, it really is um, but no, that's cool uh, I'll quickly go through the rundown here um, Suicide Squad 2 as writers David Barkatz and Todd Stashwick I honestly thought this had been taken away Suicide 2 um, Isaiah Mustafa will be playing Hanlon in It Chapter 2 James Martin, or as we like known by Cyclops uh, joins Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, Tika Watiti shares first image of Hitler from Jojo Rabbit or Juju Rabbit. Julia Roberts starring in Little B. Gal Gadot joins Dwayne Johnston in Red Notice. James Wan is producing Arachnophobia remake. Uh, ben Affleck and Gavin O'Connor are teaming up again for the Has Been. The movie focuses on a former basketball all-star who lost his wife and family foundation as he struggled with addiction. Uh, new image for Shane Black's Predator. Ethan Hawke starring in The Good, Lo- the Good Lord Bud. The movie is about a young slave who joins up with abolitionist leader John Brown, which will be played by Ethan Hawke, and eventually participates in a 1959 raid on an army depot. Uh, Paul Hogan is on for the very excited Mr Dundee. Uh, I don't know if this is a sequel to Croc Dundee, though. Crocodile Dundee. Surely. No. Yeah, you'd like to think so, because what else has Paul Hogan done? He's done that one about where he becomes an angel. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I remember loving it as a kid. He gets run over like by a car, and it kind of kills him, but he becomes an angel. Helps people. <laughs> uh, John Senna joining Jackie Chan in a new action thriller. Uh, I think it was meant to be Stallone at first, but now it's Senna. Uh, Chan is playing Chinese private uh, security contractor called in to extract oil workers from China. Uh, from a China-run oil refinery in the Middle East when it's attacked. But that's a smokescreen for an oil heist, and Chan's character needs the help of an American former Marine, Senna, (laughs) to stop the thieves. Sounds awful. Demi Moore joins Corporate Animals. Um, Atlanta director Hiro Murai, attached to Man Alive. The story follows what happens in the wake of an alien invasion of Earth, that has done major damage and wiped out a good portion of the population. A man faced with isolation and loneliness as he struggles to survive realises he might not be alone after all. Ewan McGregor is cast in Doctor Sleep. Uh, this is a Shining sequel. Uh, Danny seen as a child in Shining, burdened with the trauma of his younger days and showing a worrying signs of his father's violent moods with a lingering rage and a drinking problem that dulls his pain as well as his supernatural shining powers. He finds the return when he opts to go sober and uses his gifts to help those dying at a local hospice, so he becomes a superhero. Uh, Wesley Snipe joins My Name is Dolmite. Uh, Werner uh, Herzog attached to direct Fordlandia. And out this week, Hereditary, Super Troopers 2 and Oceans 8. Ryan, (laughs) what sticks out to you there? Quite a lot, eh? Uh, just a few things, really. There's not not too much that's really taking my fancy there, but uh, Taika Waititi, um image as Hitler. He looks quite like Hitler, so quite liking the look of that. It's a very tanned Hitler. <laughs> um, 
and now that I've got a kind of feel for what the film's going to be like and I can see it, I'm quite intrigued by it, so I'll probably keep an eye out for that. Um, James Wan for Arachnophobia. Um, I hated Arachnophobia when I was a kid. I remember seeing a wee bit of it and being pure scared. Maybe it might like, contribute towards my fear of spiders. I was just going to say that there, because you... I do enjoy tagging you in a spider post on Facebook. Yeah, not disgusting. So it's one of my few pleasures. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to see that, but I don't know if like James Wan tends to make a lot of the kind of scary movies that I don't like, so or that I'm not like the jump scary ones. So I'll be interested to see how they go with that. Uh, hopefully, we'll get John Goodman back in for some kind of role. Um, the main ones are probably the ones. Um, towards the end for me so the Man Alive uh, yeah. quite interested yeah. in that, that's the first I've heard of it but that was the one that kind of jumped out at me science fictiony so it's right up my street and uh, the Doctor Sleep uh, the Shining sequel uh, uh, intrigued to see how, how they do this or what kind of route they go down with it so uh, and I like Ewan McGregor, so yeah, it's an interesting choice, and it'll just be a, a, I don't know, interesting to see how they they follow on from the obviously the the classic that's The Shining. Yeah, what I understand though is like, yes, it's a Shining sequel, but not to the movie. Mhm. Like, which is weird because people are just going to assume it is anyway. Like. It's it's just like it's just a it's just an adaptation of the book, the Doctor Sleep, not a direct sequel to the movie that was out. Was it the seventies or eighties? I don't know when the Shining was out. Seventies, yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I'm the same as you. The the Man Alive thing, partly to do with the the what the plot seems to be, and also the the director uh, who directs Atlanta. I've recently watched season one of Atlanta, and I, I do like the way it's shot and the way it looks, and so. Um, that that um, that that one intrigues me. Um, the the John Cena Jackie Chan thing. I used to love Jackie Chan movies. They they're very basic plots and action films, but you 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 used to watch them for all the stunts that Jackie Chan did. Now I appreciate Jackie Chan tends to make his own movies, and this is probably why he's in it because he's a driving force, but. I don't know why you couldn't get someone like a Tony Jaa or do you know the guy who's in The Raid mm-hmm. to do this kind of film because I think you would then get better action out of it because that's really what you're watching these films for on it's the action you're not you're not tuning in for the like the really like sophisticated storyline or the the amazing acting or whatever it's it's really just the action you're tuning in for so I personally would have liked to seen a younger person in the the Jackie Chan role. Yeah, I'd probably say that's a, a fair shout. Um, there's a couple of things that I, I'll need to see a trailer first. Like, Ethan Hawke, the good Lord Bud, sounds like it could be good, but i need to see a trailer. Ben Affleck as well. Like, I'm probably interested in most things he's doing, but again, I, I'd like to see a trailer for these things first before I can really say how interested I am. Are you... Going to, would any of these films that have been released this week I appreciate you probably won't get out to see them but is there any you're interested in seeing um, 
No, not really. Uh, I've heard good things about Ocean's 8, so maybe that, yeah, I would maybe give that a go, but... Um, not hereditary? Uh, yeah, no, just because I've heard it's very tense. And what have I come cuddle you? Maybe I would have then, yeah, sold. <laughs> as long as you're touching me. We might not even put the film on. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard it's very intense, um, and... I really like. I don't know what it is, but that boy Alex Wolf. I really do not like him. He's it he bugs me so much. Um, so that one that's in Jumanji. Aye. Um, he's been in a few films I've seen him in, and I just really hated him and everything I've seen. So. Well, what else is he in? I'm trying to remember what it was. I saw him in something before this, but I can't remember what it was. And he played like a school kid type thing again, and I, I don't. He just bugged me. Like I don't know. I don't like him. Um, in films that I've seen, so, uh, aye, no, I'm, uh, what's he called, Alex? Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know what he's in. He's in Patriot's Day. Nah, I never saw that. I try. I can't remember what it was now. Um, Jumanji. I've not seen him in anything. I'll just have a Patriot's Day. Gander. I'm pretty sure I saw him in something before this. The Sitter. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. You're watching films I'm not watching. Uh, no, I don't see any films there that I can think of, but I definitely... I'm, you just don't like the guy. Just, I don't, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that, but I... I um, so that puts me off it, but otherwise... Uh, it's a type of film I would be interested in. It seems kind of... A, a low budget, but probably a big payoff type film. So um, that maybe as well. But um, and Super Troopers, as much as I've seen the first one, and it's I've been nostalgic to hear some of the same jokes being made. Um, I'm not really <laughs> interested in it. Uh, no, I'm, well, like I said at the top of the podcast, podcast, I'm going to see Hereditary on Tuesday. Um, Ocean's Eight. I I would go see it. I think it's going to. Mi- I think it's going to lose out on the fact that it's out during the World Cup for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I would maybe if I look at the schedule one night and it's for the football and it's I don't know it looks awful. Then I'll like Tunisia against Panama. I'm not <laughs> particularly interested that interested in watching that game. So do you know what I mean? So if that's the case, I'll. I might go out and see it, but I think I might miss out on that one purely because I want to watch the football. Yeah. Cool. So um, on our favourites, as as we did last week, we are going to talk about our favourite movies over for our favourite movie for every year that we've been alive. We did um, eighty five and eighty six last week. Um, we've only done it one week, so <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was just so. This week is 87 and 88. Okay. Would you like to share first, Ryan? What, what was your favourite movie that was out in 1988? Uh, yep. Yeah. So, I didn't see this at the time. Um, <laughs> no, no, 87, we're talking first. 88. 87, sorry. Aye, 87. 87. Um, so, I didn't see this at the time of release, but um, I saw it probably five years ago or so, and I loved it. Um, but for me, it's Evil Dead 2. Alright, cool. Uh, Never seen it, so you're going to have to... Do, do you know, it's, it's weird because it's really similar to Evil Dead. 
Um, so it's Sam Raimi um, following the heroics of Ash. So have you seen uh, Cabin in the Woods? No. Well, it kind of takes a lot from um, the Evil Dead. Like it very much like pays homage to it. Um, anyway, uh, aye. So it's pretty much like about a group of teenagers that or youths that go to a um, cabin in the woods and uh, things start coming alive uh, once they read an evil book called the Necrom... Oh, I can never know how you say it. Necromon, I think it's how you say it. Um, so they read this book and it awakes the, the dead. So first one is good, but the second one's even better. Like, just, I don't know what it is. I think... It, um, is maybe he gets like a chainsaw for a hand, makes it right. <laughs> uh, take a, a whole n- new level. But it's very similar to the first one, which is weird because it's a sequel, but it pretty much follows like a lot of the same points. Um, so yeah, Evil Dead Two for me was my favourite for nineteen eighty eighty seven. Even cool. Um, my. Favourite for 1987 is Full Metal Jacket. Nice. Um, one of our friends encouraged me to watch this simply because he couldn't stop quoting it as a teenager. Mr Craig Fairbairn? Mr Craig Fairbairn. Yeah, yeah he, he loved a good quote of yeah, it. Um, and I think we've mentioned this before on here. It, it, it feels like two movies almost, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. The first half... Um, probably shouldn't be and not don't know if it was written as a comedy but it certainly makes me laugh a lot the first half of the film and, and not laughing at the film like laughing with it mm-hmm. at least I think so um, but at the same time being brutal like obviously the, the, the sergeant's very is a racist do you know what I mean he, he allows one of his other soldiers to be physically abused by the rest of the Team, or I don't know what you call them, um, and obviously the the first half of the movie ending with the guy the guy committing suicide, and then the second half of the film is it's sort of different. It feels a lot slower, and it, it then follows the photographer, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but I like the second half of the film as well. I know a lot of people who who are like, oh, I really like the first half, but the second half's boring. I, I would disagree with that. Whilst I don't enjoy the second half as much, I still think it's I still think it's good, and I still think it's good that you see what they were training for sort of thing especially that sort of really kind of harrowing scene at the end when they're all sort of singing the Mickey Mouse song Mm -hmm. like after like whilst I don't know it's just a I I just love the movie I think it's a really good movie and probably one I need to sit down and watch watch again yeah I I think it's a film that you mature into like for the second half because yeah. um, I remember like being younger watching it and uh, I didn't I would stop watching it when it got to like the actual war part because uh, I was only in it for like the laughs and hearing him call people names pretty much a jelly donut <laughs> <laughs> but I think now like like I can't remember the last time I watched it but like rewatching it now I'd be like a lot more in tune with like the the second half of the film and and appreciate it a lot more. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's a definitely like two different films in the one, but um, I love both like elements of it now. I think. What's the bit when he goes bullshit? 
What's the, what is it he oh, said? What is it said to him then? I don't know. You really need Fabian. This Swiss. is when we need Craig in it. Like he was, so he just remembered everything from the film. <laughs> um, cool. Think our next movie may be the same. What's your nineteen eighty-eight? Will we say it together? We'll could... Count it down and say it together. After after what? Wait, say it on what? Huh? So say it on go. All right. Okay. So instead of saying go, we say the film. Yeah. Right, cool. Three, two, one. Land Before Time. Hard. Oh. <laughs> I love the Land Before Time, though. Yeah. Like, let's just talk about that for a second. <laughs> Little Foot. Yeah. Uh, Sharp Teeth. Yep. <laughs> I, love, I loved a bit of Land That was one of my favourite animations growing up, so maybe maybe that is my favourite film in 1988. <laughs> yeah, it was very much a good childhood film. Yeah, definitely. As was Die Hard. Know, when they find all the leaves and stuff, and they, then, but they're not there. Yes. It's just, you're just imagining them. <laughs> um, Die Hard, yes. is that your favourite? Yes, it is, very much so. Nakatomi Plaza, what a place. It's just the quintessential action movie, isn't it? Is it a Christmas film? I think we've discussed this already, but... Well, it's a film that tears families and colleagues and friends apart at Christmas time. <laughs> arguing about whether or not it is a Christmas film. And my favourite thing about it is, is like, you, you get a few people who are like, oh, I, I don't really consider it a Christmas film, but I can see how you are. I can see why you do. But most people are firmly in either camp. Mm-hmm. Like, without getting into it, my wife hates the fact that people call it a Christmas movie. Whereas I'm, like, I am so convinced that it's a Christmas film. It is. Like it, it all the way through it. Like, cause it, so it's just even all the songs they use are like Christmas songs as mm-hmm. well. Like that, that, they, they, he's coming home for Christmas. <laughs> like at the start of the film, someone gets so killed with a message. Ho ho ho! On it, come on. Yeah, now I've got a machine gun. Yeah. So, you know, a great film and. and it almost makes you sad, like... I mean, I, I, I always talk about how, like, sequels and, and remakes can't ruin movies, and I think this is a prime example of it, like... Because Die Hard 4 and Die Hard 5 are awful mm-hmm. films, in my opinion, at least. Yep. I watch Die Hard every year, and it, those... I don't even think about those films aren't even on my radar when I'm watching them, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, for me, this is a per- one of the perfect examples of, like, it doesn't matter how crap the sequels are, as long as the original's good, then go for it. But, like, yeah, when you look at the poster, it's almost just, like, it almost is a wee bit sad that we never got more great movies with Mr. McLean. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Die Hard 3, though. I, I really enjoy that Yeah, film. 1 and 3 are really good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's one of the best action films of all, of all time. Um... I love uh, Alan Rickman in it. He's such a good baddie. Um, yep. Yeah, just everything about it is so good, and uh, just such a it's such an easy go and watch film. Like you know, that's like there's a lot of death and a lot of like explosions and violence in it. But it's just like you can just sit there and watch it any day of the week, and you'll enjoy it. I was weird about the Die Hard's obviously like an eighteen, but it reminds me of being a kid. <laughs> yeah. Because I used to watch it all the time when I was like, I don't know, probably like 10. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know if it, it didn't seem as big a deal to watch 15s and 18s when we were kids. Mm-hmm. 
Although the content of an 18 now compared to then is a bit different, isn't uh, it? Probably, yeah. And the, I guess the style of the movies now as well are, are a bit different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Die Hard, a great film. I know so many people, it's their, their favourite film, not just their favourite Christmas movie or whatever. Uh, a classic. I'll, I'll watch Die Hard until I'm buried in my grave. <laughs> yes. Good film. Cool. Next week's alright as well for me. Uh, I think we might have the same next week. Mm, I don't know. I'd be surprised if we don't. I know that on week nine we'll have the same. Yes, we will do. Probably week ten as well. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure, but I'm not sure about that. This is quite. I quite like this because I did look at your list when you done it, but I've I've not been looking at it deliberately just so that I'm a wee bit surprised when you tell me. Good. I think there is going to be some big differences in some of our lists, but I think yeah, because. I think especially, well, maybe, I, I probably more so early list, I'd imagine, just because I've got a couple of the ones in my early list. There's one in my early list, there's no way you have, just because it's purely reminds me of being a kid and, and it was a big reminiscent thing for me. Okay. But we'll get there. That's on week four. Week four. Or the fourth time we do this. Right, okay. Anyway, um, I've got to take my nip down to the wee shop to get a couple of bacon rolls before the Fitbit starts. That's good. Um, who do you think is going to win between France and Australia, Ryan? Uh, France. Although I don't, I, I don't really want to tell you in case you're going to just submit your prediction and then steal my I've score. Already submitted my, I've already submitted my so predictions. You have, I have. Okay. I've, I've sent them, I send them to people beforehand to make mm-hmm. it... This tournament needs to have some parity, Ryan. So <laughs> I'm no, I'm not cheat. And as you'll see, where I am in the table, you'll realise <laughs> I'm not cheating. <laughs> so, fellas who don't know, if we're running a wee World Cup tournament to protect the scores, and the winner gets a wee substantial win this year, don't they? they do that. What was it? You got forty pound. I remember it was too long ago. Some, I think it was forty quid. You got. Mistakes uh, have been increased. It, so anyway um, thanks for listening guys uh, enjoy the World Cup and uh, all the movies you go see you can find us on Twitter at Movie Podders and uh, uh, on Instagram at Movie Podders as well and you can follow us both on uh, Letterbox. Uh, my name on that is just my name Brian Robertson Which is yours just yeah, your name Brian? Is indeed Ryan Johnston so you can follow us both see if we put any reviews any lists we create or anything like that I think Ryan's a bit more active on it at the moment than I am mm-hmm. Um, but I tend to be if I go see a film I at least put a a wee review on the films I've seen recently Ryan has a recent Warcraft review I do I, I just do it in my work so you can see my work literally online I like Ben Mendelsohn's sons films <laughs> <I> like <laughs> he recently has a <laughs> he has a new list Three days ago, shocker, Ben Mendelsohn is a villain <laughs> list. Yes. I like that, Ryan. I like that a lot. Did you like my heist, heist baby one? I quite like my... <laughs> I've not uh, seen that one. Yeah. I try and make as many fun names. So they do, like, just quickly talking about Letterboxd, they do quite a good thing um, with lists on there. Every Thursday they do a showdown. Um, 
and they'll tell you to do a certain type of film. So the most recent one that I did was for fugitive films. Um, and you just like put on like your best like top ten fugitive list. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know about uh, this. It's under the list section, so um, I do that every Thursday, and that's where a lot of my lists come from. Cool, 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 cool. So every Thursday they do yes. that. I need to have a wee swatch on Thursday. Yes, just so I think there's one up the now. Actually, the new one. I've not looked at it yet, but pretty sure there's a new one up the now. How where do you find it? We'll talk about this off the yeah. podcast. <laughs> For anyone else who may be interested, go to your lists, scroll down the very bottom of the page, and you just see a bit that says recent showdowns. Let's talk yeah. about this after okay. the podcast. Right, love you guys. I love you too, Ryan. Bye. Bye.